Welcome to the VoiceOver Roundtable. I'm Em O'Neill. And I'm Mike Tobin. Every week, we get together to talk about all things VoiceOver with a special focus on community. Bringing you in-depth interviews, roundtable discussions, special performance events, and industry-leading guests. Let's get started. This is the VoiceOver Roundtable. Before we dive into tonight, I want to say a big thank you to our growing community and the wonderful support we've been seeing with you guys online. It's been bananas how many people are sharing oh. what is happening on this night. Thank you it's so great, so yes. much. It's because of you guys that this is growing, which is fantastic. And that's how we're able to get people like tonight's guest, Jay Michael. Mm -hmm. And uh, tonight we were so happy to welcome what I would call a true leader in uh, our yeah. voiceover world. Um, yep. On the surface, you know, we talk about it. We see social media feeds that are filled with Michelin star restaurants and first class mm -hmm. cabins jet setting around the globe. Um, but I think most of us also know that behind the scenes is one of the busiest and hardest working people in voiceover involved in almost every aspect of our industry. Biotime, with over 25 <clears throat> years as a professional voice actor, he has worked with some of the biggest clients on the planet. On top of his work in the classic agency-based world of voiceover, he's known as the leading authority on the online casting marketplace, producer and leader of the great team at JS JMC Demos as well. He's won more than 50 major industry awards as not only a voice actor, but also as a demo producer, script writer, and casting director. He and his wife and business partner, the lovely Anna, are the new producers and co-owners of VO Atlanta. I will see you there, the industry's largest and longest running conference. And he's the co-producer of the One Voice Conference USA and hosts voice actors each year at his luxurious venues in Europe, for the signature JMC Euro VO retreats. Please welcome to the voiceover roundtable, J. Michael Collins. Well, thank you guys. I'm honored to be here. I'm also exhausted by uh, that introduction, but I, I very much appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> we had to slather it up, you know, to slather it up. <laughs> How, you How are you doing? I'm good. How are you guys? We're doing well. We're doing you well. You just finished it's doing great a workshop. To have you. Yeah, I just finished doing, uh, we actually had two days of uh, in-person workshops at the house here. So yesterday was the, the weird little car, which is my way of describing yes. uh, play in, uh, in commercial uh, auditioning. And uh, then today we did a, a, the Double Trouble workshop, which was me teaching political in the first half, and then Brad Hyland teaching auditioning techniques for online casting in the second half. So fun. Dear, that's jarring. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's a switcheroo for you. Awesome. Um, great group of talent. Jay Michael, it's it it's it's so great to have you with us and thank you so much for making uh, time for us. Um before we we get try and get the view from 35,000 feet of this crazy industry that we love so much. Uh -huh. Um I I think we need to address the um giant lobster in the room <laughs> there should be dad jokes all night so, like, okay all night. it has to, it has to be yeah <laughs> I, it's, I, I don't know here they come um re really quickly how did this lobster thing start we just I, I, <laughs> all right i'll give you, right? I'll give you the, the, the cliff notes version. the cole's notes version um, yeah i know there i know this called something different in canada isn't it uh but it's in any case the uh so there used to be a conference called the midwest voiceover conference back in columbus ohio that uh yes. has been defunct for about five or six years now um but uh, i would speak there uh each year i think it ran for three or four years and uh, uh, there was one year where the they brought me in to speak, and um, the you know presenters were or the uh, I should say the organizers were a little tight on cash, uh, so they said you know what do you need? I said look just I'm, I want to come I enjoy these things I want to come play so uh, take me out and, and buy me a steak and lobster dinner afterwards and so the guy was like okay great we'll do that so uh, so after the conference we go out for dinner there are about I don't know fifteen of us in a, in a private room at Jay Gilbert Steakhouse in Columbus Ohio um, really okay. top notch uh, and uh, so the waiter comes by and. Um, I asked the waiter, I said, what's the biggest lobster you got back there? Um, and I'm not trying to order a 15-pounder or something like that. Right? <laughs> I'm, hoping, I'm hoping for a four-pounder or something. Uh, and uh, he says, well, I'm sorry, sir, we've, we've only got the, the two pounders tonight. And I said, okay, bring me three of them. And the look on 
on this the, the organizer's <laughs> face at that moment in time was he turned sheet just pale white and other, <laughs> other people had heard it too um and i'm dead serious i'm, I'm, I'm gonna eat three soup powders. i'm hungry uh <laughs> long day of presenting uh but anyway so it was a little thing just a little thing that turned into an inside joke and then the next thing you know it just i do love lobster uh <laughs> but it, it, just, it, it, it took on a it, life of its own I was going to say it grew claws of its own. Oh. Right. <laughs> I'm telling you, he just, you know, he writes this stuff. Right. He comes yeah. up with it well, on his, the spot. His, his oh. antennas are always up for this kind of stuff. You know? Oh. <laughs> I'm getting it from all sides here, kids. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, bring it back in. Bring it back in. I know we were all right, all right, about. all right, we're back. We, we, we have a list of things we're going to talk about tonight. Future voiceover, a AI, all of those things. <laughs> but before we start that, I always like to ask, and I know it's sometimes cheesy, but it's always really interesting for us to know, how did you start in voiceover? Oh, God, I've told this story so many times, so I'm going to give the, the abbreviated version of it, which is just okay. that. Uh, so I, I actually started in radio when I was 15 years old um, through absolute sheer nepotism. Uh, and and, <laughs> uh, and my, my father knowing an owner of a station in Dallas, Texas. Um, and I wound up uh, gaining a Bloomberg Information Radio business news talk show at the age of 15 in drive time. Oh. Um, it was mostly just reading information off the yeah. Bloomberg wire. So don't 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 uh, don't think it was anything that fancy. But still, uh, but still, um, still. But the, the, the cool thing though was that the uh, the owner was paying me next to nothing to, to do the show. I was just a gleeful little kid who thought he was going to have a long radio career. Um, but all of a sudden, within a couple of months of being on the air, I start booking uh, commercials for station sponsors. And uh, mm. the next thing you know, I'm making enough money to take girls out to ball games and <laughs> nice Ooh. restaurants. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> wait a minute. This is, this is cool. There, uh, there might be so, something here. There might be something <laughs> here, right? So I had a, a, a short career in radio with that and one other program. But uh, by the time I graduated college, I was making a small but legitimate living doing this. And uh, actually had the chance to go to law school, deferred for a year, uh, and uh, made a little bit more than I did the year before. And uh, family thought thought I was nuts, but I said, you know, let's give this a try. And, uh, it, it was a time when it was certainly, um, you know, if you had access to the business there, it was a smaller world than it is today. Um, so yeah. it was, it was a yeah, little easier sure. to get a, a toehold. Um, but it, uh, it turned into a career. It turned out to be an okay decision. Yeah, I think you're seems doing okay. Seems to be going okay. Doing okay. Se seems to be going okay. <laughs> Well, thanks for sharing. I know I know these these are the kind of stories that you obviously you, you tell over and over again. But you know, I'm sure a lot of people probably hadn't heard it, so it's uh, it's good. Thanks Glad for sharing. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, I was I was joking with Emma earlier, and I was I was saying like I, I hope I was hoping behind the scenes not to talk about AI on the voiceover roundtable again. But when I asked. Chat GPT to prepare our show questions for tonight. <laughs> Guess what popped into the response? Oh, you. <laughs> oh boy! Um, so, I mean, all jokes aside, it, it seems like we we experienced this surge of freakout uh, about AI every year or so. Like there's, there's like this giant wave, and everybody's going nuts. Um, what do you think? behind this latest wave and like what are what are you hearing and seeing and is sure. judgment day coming <laughs> <laughs> them robots gonna take our jobs um right. I, I i will give you a flippant answer and then i will give you a serious answer um oh please the, yes the, the flippant answer is um when i start to see my income go down i'll worry about it haven't seen it yet yeah. uh yeah. and most of the major talent that i know haven't seen it yet Okay, so when when that starts to become a, a consistent and uh, and metrically supported trend, I will worry more. Um, not there. So for the moment, though, you know, looking looking into the crystal ball of the future, which you know we <laughs> we're also good at that, right? Mm. Uh, but uh, you know, here's the thing about AI. Um, I, I don't think it's a complete and total nothing burger. Uh, I also don't think it's the apocalypse. I think the impact of AI in your career is going to be substantially determined by the kind of work that you do. Uh, I think AI is is inevitably going to kill off the low end of the business. Um, 
Yeah, I had yeah. I had somebody tear me apart on Twitter because I said that AI is going to basically eliminate anything under a hundred bucks, and I stand by that. I think in five years those jobs won't exist. Um, I think AI will probably eat up. 40 50 percent of the stuff that pays 100 to 250 i you know maybe not the commercial stuff but probably uh, the rest of it i think it's going to eat up uh you know maybe 10 15 percent of the stuff that pays 250 to 500 maybe as much as 25 percent over that i think it's going to make barely a ripple um and the reason for that is that first of all we as a race of people human beings have a preferential bias against choosing a machine over a person um we just if we know we're doing it if we know we're making that choice we instinctively don't want to do it it's why a lot of us don't use self-checkout you know it's we we, hmm. we know we're taking somebody's job it's why i recoil when i sit down at a restaurant and i'm asked to order on an ipad i will usually go up and go somewhere oh, else yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, you know, it, we just instinctively don't want to do this stuff and corporations continue to force it upon us. Um, but, but we do, we do push back against it. And at the high end of the business, you're dealing with sophisticated creatives who will find it. I think one thing a lot of people don't understand about AI voiceover is that it's not as easy as feed it text and amazing voiceover comes out. That's not how it works. You've got to go in there and make little micro adjustments to what you want it to sound like emotionally, what you want, where you want to place stress, whatever else it may be. Maybe it'll get to the point where it can do that on its own, but it can't do that quite yet. And yeah. the dashboards that you use to go in and do that require some level of work. Now, mm -hmm. if you are a commercial director, okay, or a commercial buyer, and you can get a talent to come in and give you 15 or 20 reads in 30 minutes that are going to be wildly varied, interesting, nuanced, and well acted. Yeah. Can a can a can a machine really do that? I don't think that. I don't. I don't think we're there yet. You're typing um, in. I want to hear more smile. Exactly. Right. And that takes longer. It's more effort. <laughs> you know. At the end of the day, that the 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 killer app with AI that will make it interesting to buyers is that it takes less effort. And yes, it's cheaper. Okay. But but the, we have to understand that not every buyer in the voiceover industry is motivated by price. Lower end buyers are. Higher end buyers typically are not. They're motivated yeah. by quality. Okay. So at the end of the day, it's going to be, it's going to be the low end of the business that suffers fairly dramatically. If I were, you know, if I were making even six figures doing it 30, 40, $50 at a time, I'd be terrified right now, mm. but that's not how I built my business. So, you know, it's a question of, of where do you play? How do you build your business? What kind of work are you doing? The only area uh, that, that I worry about on the high end a little bit is maybe triple a video games. Um, I do feel like to some degree that, that the people who are involved in producing those are people who are more inclined to look at, an, at a dashboard uh, of technology as perhaps easier to work with than a person. And that may just be a, a sweeping generalization, but that's just an instinct that I have that that might be an area where, and, I, and I've heard AI that you know can do emotion pretty well. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that may be an area on the higher end of the business that needs to, to take a, a look at uh, what's coming down the road. Um, I don't think any of us should be complacent about it, uh, but I also don't think that we should be in a blind panic. I had a, a very well-known fellow talent. I don't know if she'd want me to put her out there, so I won't name her, but just in the last hour sent me uh, an example of uh, an AI voice that had been generated with relatively little input that she's testing out to audition and has actually booked a job with, um, which what? is fascinating. Yeah. Um, however, listening to it, okay, even after all this hype and all this stuff we do, when I first listened to it, I said, oh, whoa, okay, this is pretty good. But you know what? It breaks down after about 45 seconds. The continuity yeah. of it breaks down after about 45 seconds. It's no longer, it no longer sounds real. It no longer sounds human. It no longer sounds good. Um, it sounds better than the stuff that we had out there five to 10 years ago. Okay. But after those 45 seconds, it no longer sounds great. So the viability of this for, for longer work for society, I don't know. I mean, if, if it's a e-learning that's paying two cents a word and it's already coming, coming from a company and, you know, in Southeast oh. Asia, that's going to AI. That's all going to AI. Okay. For sure. if, it's, if it's my defense contractor client who I do ethics training for, uh, you know, for their expats mm -hmm. to not take bribes from foreign governments, where if they get caught doing that, the fines start at 15 or $20 million and go up into the hundreds of millions of dollars. And oh, then they go to jail. They're not going to mm. drop me over the little five figures that they pay me every year for an AI voice. It's yeah. it, I'm the best insurance policy they have. And that, that's exactly words out of that client's mouth. So, you know, it's, yeah, let's keep an eye on it. Let's be aware of it. Am I, I, I'm riffing here a little bit, but one thing that 
I do think is important is that we also consider uh, one of the things that I've, I've, I pride myself on in my career is that I have always sort of swum against the, the, the stream a little bit. I've always kind of gone the other direction, the other direction that the herds were going in. Back when online casting started to be a thing and the DIY world of voiceover started to be a thing, everybody was, I'm cheap, I'm fast, come and hire me. And I said, no, I'm, I'm going to be Louis Vuitton. If you have to ask, you don't need to know. And that's my brand. And no, I'm not available on weekends. And, you know, you might have hmm. to wait a couple of days. Okay. Yeah. You'd be shocked how attractive that is to, to voiceover buyers. You may not think that because you have coaches out there saying you have to hustle your rear end off and you've got to work 26 hours a day. Okay. That's, you know, uh, uh, unavailability scarcity. There's a reason people line up outside of Gucci to spend $5,000 on a bag. It's not because that bag's necessarily any better than one that you could go buy at Michael Kors or at Coach for 200 bucks. okay? It's because the perception of scarcity, it creates a perception of value, right? Um, so to that end, one of the things that I see coming down the road, and I have talked to clients about this who have reinforced this, is that we may find ourselves in a place five years from now where talent who are creating voice models right now have find themselves regretting it because yeah. there, there will be clients out there. This has already happened, by the way, in other freelance industries. Freelance writing, this has happened in. Other, there will be clients out there who five years from now, and maybe sooner, will say for corporate security reasons or for national security reasons, if it's a defense contractor or something like that, we will not work with a talent who has created a synthetic version of their voice. You must certify that you mm -hmm. have not done so to work with us. And I think five humans. Yeah, verified human. And I think we're going to be shocked when we find out that there are companies who will look at you and say, nope, you're not eligible because you've gone down this road. It's that, That's one of the things that I've, I've pushed back on the hardest. And I, I it kind of make, it bugs me when I see these people saying, oh, we need to be, we need to be part of the conversation. We need to get in and uh, ahead of the curve and create our own models so that we protect and all this. Stuff. And I keep thinking like, there's no AI company that is out to do something like in favor of a voice actor that they're yeah. as much as you want to be part of that conversation, they're not doing it for you. No. Show me a use case where it makes me five figures a month and I'm interested. I have yet yeah. to see that use case. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's just not where that's it's, it doesn't strike me as viable. Show it to me. I'm, I'm willing to be proven wrong. You know, I, I, <laughs> you, the, the people out there who are the early adopters might be right. They might be right, but I'm a betting man. When I bet, I usually win more mm. often than I lose. Mm. Uh, and uh, my money's on, uh, be careful if, if you already have a strong career in this business, or if you want to have one, you don't, it, it's Pandora's box a little bit. Yeah. Yep. All right. Let's close the box. <laughs> okay. Back in That's the box. enough of that one. Back in the box. So assuming there's no judgment day when the robots completely take over, <laughs> we all need, still need to find work, right? So for some, that might mean increasing popularity of pay to play platforms. Um, where do things stand in that sector? Oh, you know, it's interesting. I, I Increasing popularity, I, I don't know that I would describe the current state of, of, of play that way. Um, I think if anything, it's it's maybe going the other way a little bit. Mm. I think we, we're living in the, we're living in what I describe as the curator revolution. Now, what, what I mean by that is that the 25s to 35s out there who are in positions of power to hire talent, younger buyers, they are, this is the anti-paying rent generation. They hate the idea of a middleman. And they are not necessarily going, and I, we love our agents and our casting director friends and our managers, but they're not necessarily going back to those people. But you know what? They're also looking at Voices.com and Voice123 and, and any site that takes a commission as Uber and Lyft and, and you know Grubhub for voiceover. And these are people who've grown up in the gig economy and who have been, pardon my language, shat on by corporations <laughs> that take 20-some percent or more of everything that they make. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and so they are very much the free trade, fair pay, no rent generation, and they are simply doing Google search to curate rosters of talent, sometimes just a handful, sometimes 20, 30, 50 that they go to and, and come back to on a regular basis. Um, most of the talent who I know 
who have a strong SEO footprint, who have a strongly indexed website, have seen relatively exponential growth in walk-in business over the past five or six years. It's no longer the future. This is happening now. Five, six years ago, I still had a strong website five or six years ago, but I got maybe one or two walk-in jobs a week that would come in through my site that I didn't have to audition for. On a regular basis now, I get two to three a day. Wow. wow. You know, and it's now I give a little thank you to Joe and Karen at Voice Actor yeah. Websites. Uh, yeah. You know, they've got my domain authority up to, up to almost 40. Um, so I pop up pretty early on a lot of stuff. But, yeah. you know, that, uh, that leads to work. It leads to traffic. And so, I mean, the pay-to-play sites, look, they're relevant. Um, they're going to continue to stay relevant. It's interesting to watch as they all sort of evolve into versions of Fiverr, um, which is what they're all <laughs> going to ultimately look like. Well, look, this is this, 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 this is a long time coming, and I've been saying this for years, and now it's really starting to happen, and we're starting to see this evolution. It's happening because Fiverr is a multi-billion dollar company, and something that changed along the way with Voice123 and Voices.com, more so Voices than Voice123, but I digress, um, is that these two, what were essentially little mom-and-pop companies, okay, have turned into corporations where the end game is acquisition by a third party and where their owners want to become billionaires, not millionaires, or at least nine-figure millionaires, okay? Mm-hmm. Not, not, not country club millionaires uh and and they they, right (laughs) yeah they want to they want to cash out they want to they want to cash out and big bank of chips and take it to the bank and the way that you do that is you get purchased out by a bigger by a bigger creature right so at the end of the day fiverr makes so much money because of the churn it's because the same way that I, Uber doesn't make their money off of jackasses like me who order a black car to the airport, okay? They make their money off of people pooling, sharing cars, because they do it in massive volume. And on yeah. top of the money that they make, they also gather data. They get email addresses. They get social media account access. They get, you know, other, they get actual tracking data of where these people are going, and they sell that to third parties. These are no longer voiceover companies. These are tech companies. Yeah. You know, and so uh, they will continue to be relevant because they're out there. They have great search position. They have, you know, they're, they're very visible. Clients will continue to use them, but they're just one piece of the pie. And I mean, they we're, we're in, I, I thought, you know, we, we all thought 10, 10 years ago, 15 years ago in voiceover, we were living in the wild west. It's even wilder now. It's just, it, <laughs> there's just more ways to do it. Yeah. Any thoughts on why VDC is shut and shop? I'm sorry. Say that again. Apparently voices.com is closing up shop. What? What? Uh, this is in the chat. Do you know oh. why Voices.com is closing up shop? We'll bring Sarah up in a little while. She can pose the question herself because I think she has some information we might not have. I don't think that's accurate. And I have um, I have a very specific and very today reason to not believe that's accurate. But uh, uh-huh. if it is, um, my, I mean, I'm just speculating here. If there's any truth to that, I, I would only imagine that it's uh, uh, an, an acquisition or... Um, you know, or uh, or that they've or that they've sold them to a third. But I, I actually have a very specific thing in the in my inbox in the last twenty four hours that would suggest that's not accurate. But um, Sarah I, says I, it I, was posted. She's on a treadmill at the gym right now, but she'll try to find the link. I'm open to being wrong. I want to see it, uh, Sarah. Get find it. And let us let us have a look. Uh, Absolutely. Wow. Are you st- are you still paying to play? Are you? Uh, are so you- Maurice says it's voiceovers.com, not voiceovers.com. I I think everybody. That makes sense. That's changed hands a couple of times. Yeah, that that hasn't been a a real going concern for a couple of years now. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that makes more sense. Well, we all got a scare right there, eh? Or or hope. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. People are getting excited. Um, so speak, just continue, just kind of ending with the pay-to-play um, area of conversation, are you still on any of the sites? Yes. Uh, I still actively use Voice123 and Bodalgo. Um, yeah. I, I have a VO Planet account, um, just don't have much time uh, for that. Uh, but, uh, you know, not to say there's anything wrong with it. It's a good, decent site. But, um, but Voice123, you know, Voice123 is the, the one I use the most because of the volume. Um, I use Bodalgo as much as I can because I love Armin and support his ethics and the, what he stands for. In this yeah. Business. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. And, uh, and Bodalgo, long may they live and then maybe one day reign. Um, but uh, <laughs> but I, I use 123. I'm a platinum on 123. Uh, I will... 
you know, you'll have to wrestle that out of my cold dead hands because uh-huh. I, can, I can, I, well, it as a platinum on voice one, two, three, uh, and I, you know, I know the, the pros and cons of voice one, two, three, but as a platinum talent, I can get on there and essentially book at will. If I, if I do 20 or 30 auditions, I will book somewhere between two and five jobs. Um, you know, and it's, it's fairly like shooting fish in a barrel. So, uh, I don't audition there nearly as much as I used to. Um, you know, maybe, maybe, be over a week since i've been on that platform now um but you know it's it's to me it's still a money maker right cool yeah. very cool. all right well that's that uh this is the part where i just kind of chime in and uh, re- reset the room as we say if you've just joined us or part way through um you are with the voiceover roundtable here on clubhouse and we meet every tuesday evening 7 30 p.m eastern 4 30 p.m on the west coast uh here on clubhouse to talk about all things voiceover with a focus on community. Um, We also bring you special guests and events from across the industry. And tonight, we're very fortunate to have J. Michael Collins with us. Um, J. Michael, you talked a bit about the state of work on pay-to-plays. Let's talk a little bit about uh, agency work, union or non, and the casting industry behind the scenes in there. Um, where, Where do we stand and where do you think things are going in the coming months and years with that part of the ballgame? It's interesting. It's in flux. I mean, I, I think that you're going to find that, um, you know, as long as uh, as long as SAG-AFTRA is a going concern and, you know, as long as you have uh, celebrity level, uh, you know, on camera people who, who support the union, the union will continue to control the very top 1% or so of all of the voiceover work that's out there. Um, you know, so uh, these days, if you, if you want to book a commercial campaign that's going to pay for a house, that's probably going to be union. Um, that, that doesn't, the the non-union level, you might still get one that pays for a Maserati, but it's not going to pay for a house. Uh, you know, and, and, and even those are few and far between. Okay. So, um, at the end of the day that, you know, the SAG-AFTRA is a, a, a strong union in the sense that, um, you know, the, they're not a voiceover union. They're a, they're an actor's union that has, you know, combined with what was a radio union that is now, uh, you know, representing a, a masses of people. Um, but as long as they have the celebrity investment, they're going to continue to control the highest end work, which is why talent will continue to seek out, you know, major agencies like DPN and SBV and CESD and Atlas and Vox and, you know, Dean Panero and, and all the rest um it's uh it's where you're going to book the the top-notch jobs um uh, you know where does the rest of it go i i do think even at that level that we're going to start to see some consolidation i think you're going to see some agencies start to merge with each other um i think that uh at the at the regional level and the non-union level um you will probably see more consolidation and some who just can't hang in there the agents that are going to hang in there that are going to be strong long term are the ones who don't just rely on breakdown services to go and you know and and, and send you the same jobs that your six other agents are sending right. you. they're the ones yeah. who are <laughs> you know who are going out there and who are hustling up stuff uh, on their own. I mean, they're they're. I'm with Wayman in Minnesota. I love them. I don't get a ton uh, of stuff from them. them. Okay, but they. But every single thing I get from them is curated for me, and I don't see it anywhere else. Okay, yeah. um, you know, and there are a lot of agents out there who are like that, who are just taking the time to, uh, to to send out stuff that is quality and that is very specific for that talent. So they're the ones that are like more likely to thrive long term in the in the regional and non union uh, sphere. But I, I think there's going to be some you know some streamlining and consolidation over time because inevitably, when you have a generation like I talked about earlier that is more inclined to do this on their own. Um, and not even through casting sites, because even that feels like a hand in their pocket. Uh, you know, I think inevitably that, uh, that, that there may be a little bit less of that pie to go around for, for, uh, for the agency side, but I hope not. I love my agents. I, you know, I, I honestly, if I could just, <laughs> if, I, if I could give back all this DIY stuff that I've been doing yeah. for the last, we got, what is it? 2023. I mean, this was like 16, 17 years ago, this started now. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and it's been wonderful to me. So. So, so it's a blessing and I don't really mean that, but, uh, but man, there was a time when, uh, when, when just auditioning, you know, 10 or 15 times a week, physically going into places, booking two of those jobs and, and playing five or 10 rounds of golf a week. That was, that, that didn't suck. <laughs> no, that didn't suck. No, I, no. Bet it didn't. I bet it didn't. <laughs> it didn't pay for all the tiny food, but it didn't suck. <laughs> right. I don't pay for no three lobsters. That's uh, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, okay. dear. 
I bet we have a ton of questions from people in the chat. So we're going to open up the hands up option. We are locked on time here. We have a hard out for 825 p.m. EST tonight. So please keep your questions concise and sh and share the space with other people. Please, 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 <laughs> because you would, we do have, you know, uh, an expert in the industry on the stage with us and he's sharing so much stuff. I'm like, I'm taking notes like wildfire over here, but please do be um, conscientious of the time. Right on. As we start to bring you up. On it begins. Stage. Shall we begin? <laughs> begin. We're going to begin. We're going to bring Maurice up. Maurice. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Oh, at least somebody got that joke. <laughs> Hi, Maurice. Maurice probably got it. He probably gets it all the time. I'm great. How are you doing? I'm well. Good. How are you, man? I'm good. How are you doing today? I can't complain. I get to talk to you. That's a cool thing. Oh, likewise, likewise. Hey, just a quick question. I guess um, Voices.com, I know other people have told me that I should try them or give them a try. Uh, I know there are a lot of changes coming up, and I just want to get your thoughts on them as well. So it's, it's interesting. They do seem to be in flux. I mean, the, the thing I've said, and I try to be very objective because some people know I have a history with Voices.com, but I, I try to be very objective about this. I mean, the thing that people historically have liked about Voices.com is that for uh, less money than it takes on Voice One Two Three, you can get access to more work. Um, the thing people that historically have not liked about Voices.com is that they take what many of us consider to be fairly usurious commissions, and they have a very closed system where they try to discourage contact with the client. Uh, you know, so it's it's a double edged sword. But there is a lot of work on there, and there are a lot of people making a fair amount of money on Voices.com. Um, the, the way that they're evolving again, I described all of these sites as not Voices specific, as sort of moving to the Fiverr model. That doesn't necessarily reflect the quality of the jobs, although I do expect that all of these sites over time um, will begin to accept lower and lower budgets uh, in addition to still accepting and probably even encouraging higher budgets because if they're taking a commission, they make some money on that. Um, what I mean is more that they're going to start to look like Fiverr physically, that you're going to start to see one of the big changes Voice123 is working on right now is emphasizing individual samples over full demos. Uh, now, your full demo is still going to be something you can upload. It's still going to be what your agents want. It's still going to be what your managers want, production companies and ad agencies. But on pay-to-play sites, what Fiverr has done is they've created these little individual demos that really focus on a very specific read or read style. And uh, you're going to start to see these other sites do that as well because it's been successful for Fiverr. Um, and I think that what that means, you know, Voice123, what they're betaing right now is a system that uh, essentially if you want to dominate search on that site, you're going to have to have hundreds if not thousands of samples up there um, because you're going to have to have something specific for basically every single read style that you can theoretically produce if you want to consistently pop up top of search. And I'm, I'm, look, now I play to win. I mean, my thing has always been that I want to, if, if I want to, I want to be number one at the top of, of whatever it is that I'm playing in, in, in terms of audition and being visible in a search function so I may overkill it and do more than the average bear has to you you may find up you know find out that you put 30 40 50 samples up there you may get more work than, than you know what to do with I don't know we're gonna see how that system winds up working but that's where this is going towards um, you know as for whether or not you should use voices.com I mean look that's I, I, I try to stay out of them you know I, I don't think these are moral judgments anymore this is business we're all in this to make a living we all have to you know chart our own course and figure out where our own moral compass lies um, I don't think you know I, I have many friends and colleagues on voices.com who are great people even industry leaders uh, and you know and so be it if, if you feel like that's a way that's going to help to feed your family great there's work on there that's very good um, where they're evolving to I don't know I'm hearing a lot of anecdotal stuff right now and it is anecdotal I don't have any proof of this but I'm hearing a lot of anecdotal stuff from talent who traditionally have gotten 20 30 40 auditions a day on voices.com saying that all of a sudden they're seeing four eight nine um, and I've heard it from enough people now that I'm starting to wonder, you know, what that is all about. Are they playing with their algorithm in a way that is uh, meant to drive membership sales or whatever other motivation they may have? Um, so that's something to keep an eye on because if the number of auditions that you get for your four ninety nine a year on Voices.com decreases dramatically, that potentially damages the value proposition. But if it doesn't, uh, you know, then you're still getting access to a fair amount of work for not a ton of money. Um, and I understand why talent makes that decision. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where they go. 
Thanks. I appreciate that. And just you the bet. second part of that is, um, I'm still kind of new to the pay to plays. Do you see any conflicts working, working with managers and agents if you're on pay to plays? You know, I, I think there was a time when that was more of a thing than it is now. Um, there are probably still a couple out there who, who certainly wouldn't love it if you were, you know, out there beating your chest on a daily basis about how you're making most of your money on pay to play sites. Uh, but I, at the same time, um, I think that there, I, I've heard. I had dinner the other night with, uh, you know, with Jeffrey Umberger from ACM, and I don't think he'd mind me saying this. Um, you know, he said, look, we understand now that talent, go make your money on voice one, two, three. If, if you can find work there, find your work there and then come back and, you know, book the big stuff through us and, uh, you know, and, and then wherever else you need to go. It's, it's at this point, you know, there are so many different outlets out there that, um, uh, you know, I, I think there's a huge difference in the perception of a high level agent or manager um, with regard to you being on voice one, two, three or voices.com versus you doing a national commercial for 40 bucks on Fiverr. Okay. And that's, I don't want to take a shot at Fiverr. I don't want to be the guy who hates Fiverr. I'm really not. I'm, I'm, I am magnanimous enough to say, look, people need to feed their families. You got to put food on the table. I get that. Okay. Um, do I feel like you're undermining the industry if you're doing, you know, an explainer video that's going to get 500 views on somebody on, on some YouTube channel for, for 75 bucks or 30 bucks? I don't. There's low end work in every market. Okay, that's, that's just nature of the business. Um, but if you're doing national TV spots, you know, for 50 bucks, um, you are a problem. Uh, mm-hmm, and that's mm-hmm. the kind of stuff that that would get the attention of uh, of a major player at the casting level. Well, speaking of the management, um, I was on Mark Gus's. Uh, clubhouse the other night and he was saying that uh, just he's like if I was a talent I would be on all of the platforms available as an entrepreneur you want to have as many streams of income that you can possibly come up with he's like and I w- I'd be looking at like w- they, they have a tier system what's the top tier how do I get onto the top tier can I get onto the top tier because if that's giving me better opportunity to book something because it's kind of clearing out the clutter right. and to do that he was like you know he's like as for for in, in his own view, and he makes sense, have as many avenues of, of revenue as you possibly can. Absolutely. While not ripping yourself off or the industry. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Yeah, there's those baskets I always talk, talk about. <laughs> How many baskets can you carry? <laughs> Sweet. Thanks, uh, well, Maurice. Thanks for you. your questions. Thank you. And now we have the originator of what we call the Snyder Maneuver. Yes. <laughs> it's not Dan Snyder. In case you're, in case you're uh, no, Steven Snyder. Uh, <laughs> in case you're not familiar, the Snyder Maneuver is uh, what happens if you come up on stage and microphone no work. You exit the room and come back in and magically you've Snydered. Well, and so, <laughs> and and technical difficulties happen to the best of us. Let's be honest. Oh it's dear, we're not going to go back there, are we? <laughs> I was not going to mention any names, and I was not going to bring up the Cincinnati Bengals to JMC okay. while I was here. I am not wow. here to cause trouble. <laughs> okay, what's your question, sir? Jordan, My- if you could please mute yourself. Thank you so much. <laughs> My question, JMC, is lovely to see you again, slash quotation sleeve. See you. Uh, I would love to chew off my own arm in order to attend VO Atlanta this year. Unfortunately, <laughs> it is not in the cards for me. Will you have any form of online abilities, sir? Is this an in-person-only event? And uh, if not this year, is it possible that you will be doing any form of online abilities in the future? So I'll split the baby for you. Uh, we're not going to be streaming. Um, the reason we're not going to be streaming is that we exceeded our in-person sales target about whoop, whoop. three weeks ago. Um, and we've got two months to roll. However, I, I, I'll take a quick guess from the room on how many stream. We, we were offering a streaming option. Guess how many streaming tickets we sold? Like five. Four. <laughs> Oh, wow. um, it's expensive to stream. Um, yeah. And uh, if we're not in a hundred plus, forget it. Uh, so I don't know that streaming is going to be in the future of VO Atlanta. Uh, not unless there's a whole heck of a lot more demand than we've seen. Um, a whole heck of a lot more COVID. Yeah. Right. Well, go, please don't. What are you, it's, like, it's like you just said Beetlejuice three times. What's wrong right. With you? Um, 
<laughs> Sorry. Demon. Um, but it's uh, it, 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 interestingly, though, you talk about COVID, and um, we have seen uh, ever since um, we streamed One Voice in 2021, which actually did get a fairly decent um, online attendance, but it was still 2021, August. Yeah. Um, One Voice 2022. <laughs> Not so much. Vo Atlanta, twenty twenty two streaming. I mean, he got I, his revenue was was not great. Uh, you know, and, and I saw the writing on the wall, but uh, it it was really bad. And in a year where we're blowing the doors off the in person side, um, yeah, it, it's not great. So I don't. I think people are tired of Zoom. I get it, Stephen. You can't come. It it sucks. It's not accessible to certain people. I understand that. So what we are doing is we are videoing. Every single session except the X sessions and the kids program. Oh, so, fantastic. Uh, for there you $49, go. $49, you can buy full video replay. We intend to have it available within two weeks uh, of the end of the conference. Uh, nice. And that'll give you the full conference experience, less the hangover. Absolutely. Nice. <laughs> less the <laughs> hugs, too. I think that's that's what everyone's after, too, is the hugs. That's right. Right. And lobster dinners. Cheers. <laughs> Plenty of, all I can tell you is we're very close to the island. Plenty of fresh lobster from Vancouver. You guys are all invited. You know where to find them. <laughs> hey, man. Dude, be, <laughs> I Watch out. My ticket. <laughs> Seriously. Remember, you have the three lobsters, but this time they're going to be the larger ones. <laughs> Thank you guys Thanks, so much Steven. for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, just a quick question from the chat. People are asking, so is Vio Atlanta sold out? No, um, I don't know that we have a sellout point. Uh, we're, I don't anticipate we're going to get to that. Um, okay. and we're definitely way over what we expected, and it's it's not going to be a small number of people on the ground. But, uh, you know, I, I don't think we're into fire marshal territory this year, though. I will tell you gotcha. that uh, if, we're, if we're projecting based on what we're seeing this year, uh, we may eventually need a bigger venue. We'll see. Wow. So if you haven't got your ticket yet, kids, do it while we're online right what, now. What I will say, and I don't, I don't want to sound like I'm, I'm shilling to sell something here, but uh, if you haven't bought your X-Session tickets yet, um, yeah, that's, those are going yeah. pretty fast. That, I think that goes for, for most conferences. I mean, you, to be able to get that um, more tailored, more private experience, that that has a lot of value. And so Absolutely. I always encourage people, if you, you're you're going to conferences it's great to go to all the, the the regular public sessions so to speak but if you get a chance to jump into something that is you know something you're going after with with somebody high quality you do it you take you know you jump on the opportunity because yeah. uh, there some really awesome stuff happens in those sessions well, you know, I, I can. I think I can say this with a little bit of, of uh, ethical cover because it wasn't my conference when this happened. But the, you know, there are stories out there of people going to these X sessions and getting hired. You know, yeah. and it's it's we can't advertise that. We can't promise it. It's never any kind of a guarantee. But you know, you spend three hours in a room with a small group of people, and you're getting you're getting heard by serious people. You know that 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 leads to things from time to time, and at a minimum, it's going to lead to to learning that uh, that you might not get in a, in that kind of setting elsewhere. So yeah, have fun. Mm -hmm. Jordan's up on stage. How's it going, Jordan? Hi, it's good. Uh, hey, Jordan. Hey, yep, yes, we can. You. What's your question for JMC? By, by the way, before she goes, that's Jordan Moore, right? Yeah. It sure yeah. is. A future star. You heard it here first. <laughs> oh, love it. What's your question, Jordan? Uh, so I recently heard this advice from another voice actor. I don't remember her name, um, but she talked about going on LinkedIn and marketing yourself there by adding and connecting with producers, cast, casting directors, etc. And, um, posting like your smaller daily or monthly projects there to get eyes on your work. Um, what is your opinion on that? Yeah, hundred percent with the, with the caveat that when you connect with people on LinkedIn, don't make it a sales pitch. Okay. Mm -hmm. Find a way Thank to you. connect with them organically, uh, you know, and, and, and mention something. I, 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 well, we can smell a sales pitch from a mile away. Okay. Yep. So uh, people know that I hire talent from time to time and I get that stuff too. And it's, it doesn't, it doesn't hit well. Um, so just be human and 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 get connected and then what the talent told you is absolutely right post your stuff post your wins post your work um you know because because the the cool thing about linkedin if i understand it correctly is it still works a little bit more like old facebook did where it's an actual timeline and stuff that's popping up is pretty fresh and they're not necessarily manipulating what you see quite as much as some of the other sites do so these people are going to get this stuff in their feed put it up there let them see it 
yeah. you know, and and uh, and it's you know, it doesn't happen overnight. But the more connections you have on LinkedIn, LinkedIn is the only pay-to-play site where I have historically been able to consistently book actual voiceover work mm-hmm. of any quality. I know mm-hmm. there's work to be booked on 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 the other platforms. I have historically found for me that it tends to be the the fiber level work, um, whereas on LinkedIn I've booked serious clients over the years. So yeah, it's it's worth doing. Nice. Okay, that awesome. Your Thank question, you Jordan? so much for your input. Yes, it does. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you, Jordan. And I'm glad you were able to make it tonight. She wasn't able to make it She's last great. week. So I'm so glad you were here tonight. I will do. And we're looking for hands. What? Really? What? We've got we've, we've this, this thing. Did we break this thing? Did we break this thing? We broke oh, it. Oh, man. Yeah, you know. Oh, man. What are we going to do? I'm going to go gnaw on a lobster tail and <laughs> increase my cholesterol. No, but it, like continuing with social media and with, with marketing and reaching out, it really is, and I've said this multiple times, it really just is about relationships. So it's nothing irks me more than when I connect. I'll connect with anybody on LinkedIn in general, if you don't look creepy. Um, but <laughs> when I get the, the and that happens, that happens, you know, but the immediate sales pitch, like, Hey, great! I'll, I'll, when I connect, I accept the connection request, and it's like, "Hey, great to connect with you here. I see you're in what I make some sort of conversation, and they'll immediately come back with, "I am an audio engineer, and I do this for nine dollars yeah. an hour." And I'm like, "Oh my god! Yeah, could yeah. you just Go say hello?" Seriously, yep. hey, is that yep. the amazing Elena Wiss? Sure is. Hi, how are you hey. doing? Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Doing well. Good to see you. Good to see you too. Okay, uh, if you were to create a synthetic clone of your voice, what uh, would be the terms under which you would be okay with using that? And would you use like a lawyer to help you craft oh, those? Oh God, terms? yes, yes. Um, and I mean, right now, honest, my honest answer to that is retirement money. For sure. I mean, pay me $20 million. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm dead serious. If, you, if, you, if somebody put a, put a million dollars cash in front of me right now, I would not do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't, I, I see too much risk to my own income. Um, you know, now pay me enough that I pay, pay me what they call FU money. <laughs> okay. We can talk. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> totally. Appreciate your, uh, your opinion on that. Thank you. You bet. <laughs> wow. I, I think, and it's like you, different people have different magic numbers, um, you know, 20 million does sound like a very nice magic number, but I, you know, I think to all these, you know, jobs that post on the pay to plays for the, the TTS jobs, the text to speech, where you're training a model. And for some reason, $5,000 seems to be the magic number that people just mm-hmm. go, Oh my God, look at that. I could do this job for $5,000. Well, you know, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to be flippant. Okay. But I, but think about earning potential. All right. If you're somebody like Elena, who I, I presume is probably already a six-figure talent, if not more, um, you know, and certainly has the potential to kind of write her own ticket. I've worked with Elena. Uh, you know, you're talking about if you do something that potentially takes you out of the game, and you don't know how this will evolve. So we have to acknowledge that that's a possibility. Okay. Yeah. And you know, Elena's what thirty. You know, you're talking about potentially a million dollars a year of, of earning potential, $2 million a year of earning potential at the high end of, of just being a voiceover person, not being a celebrity. Uh, you're talking about, you know, by the time you're 60, 65, 20, 30, $40 million. When, you know, that, that's, that's actually a thing in this business. I know it's, it's hard for a lot of people to, 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 to understand that, that, you know, that, that, that that's a level people play at. It, it is. And, you know, and a lot of people have that potential and don't realize it. A lot of the people, there are a lot of people in this room who may not realize that one day they're going to be earning 200,000, 400,000, 500,000, seven figures in this business. Um, you take yourself out of the game for 20, for the next 20, 30 years, uh, you better, you better get paid for that. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I, I had no idea that it could become a conflict in and of itself. I was just in another webinar, I think a couple weeks ago, where uh, the opinion was similar to what Mike said earlier, like, we have to find a way to make this work for us. We have to get our foot in the door because it's happening whether we like it or not. And I, I think I'm kind of with you, JMC. Like, I think I, I want to sit back and just see how it goes for a while. Yeah. Every time I look, when I see masses of people running in one direction, I just instinctively go in the other direction. It's just, <laughs> and it's, it's, it has served me well. For sure. Thank you. 
he's going to fight off that shark at the beach. Everyone's running for the beach and <laughs> JMC's going in there, fists and, pounding and on that. You know what? I'm going to season that little bastard and it's going to go on a plate. <laughs> shark steak. <laughs> oh man. There, that would be another story. I think, I think your, your icon would change from the lobster to the shark. There was an old man sure. and there was the sea and there was a shark. <laughs> but it's a great a great conversation starter elena thank you for, thank you, for that thank you good to see you d come on down oh hello hello, hello. yay hey, welcome thank you for having me emma i promised you i'd be here today and i'm so glad you guys have been doing this so so I'm far so i'm you loving it. it me too I, you know i gotta run back in later and do some more editing but <laughs> Normally, I'm in there till about 8, 30, 9 o'clock. But I was like, yeah, I'll cut out for a little bit. So anyway, <laughs> I'm going to be at VO Atlanta for the first time. Yay! Glad right. to have you. So my thing is I feel really overwhelmed looking at the schedule, and I feel like I need to be in 20 places all at once. <laughs> what is for a VO Atlanta newbie? Like, it feels like going to, like, like I – been involved in music for more than half my life and covered a lot of festivals and things like that. That's what it feels like to me. Like, oh my God, where do I need to be in? Because this band's going to be here and that band's going to be on that stage. And, and I'm just like, I feel yes. like I need an itinerary made by someone else to just point me in the right direction. Right. So my question being is like, how does one as a newbie to something like this uh, kind of prioritize, if you will? Well, for me, I assume I'm going to need to eat and sleep and do other things as well. <laughs> That was yes. I, I, honestly all BS aside. I mean, you know, stay hydrated and get good sleep because it is a marathon. Um, you know, I've been uh, this is our first year running the conference, but for many many years uh, I've been a platinum sponsor and I've been a speaker. And you know, it's uh, it's it's it can be grueling. Um, you know, there's a lot of content, so uh, come prepared. But uh, also, you should come with a bit of a game plan, and I think that's different for everybody based on where you are in your career. Uh, if you're pretty new, go to the business stuff. Um, you know, just soak mm. in the Mark Scotts and Tracy Lindley's and, uh, and people like that. And just, you know, as much of the business content, Brad Island, you know, take, get as much of that kind of content as you possibly can, uh, and, and learn about, you know, how we go about making money in this business and, uh, and how to actually go find the work as opposed to uh, necessarily the performance side, which is not to be neglected, but just to say that, uh, you know, it's amazing. One thing Gerald told me a long time ago, and he's dead right. Cause I, I see it this year with the X sessions is that, the business sessions always lag behind the performance sessions. Everybody wants to go, you know, see uh, see the animation stars. Um, yeah. Everybody wants to go see Deborah Wilson. Everybody wants to go see, uh, you know, see Mary Lynn Wisner because she's a casting director. Um, and the business stuff gets ignored, but it is the most important in many cases uh, part of one of these conferences, especially if you're new. Um, if you're, you know, more established talent or you're getting your feet under you and you have certain genres that you know you kind of got that down go challenge yourself go to stuff that's outside of your wheelhouse if you're a commercial vo but you don't do much character stuff go look at the animation and video game stuff if you're a you know a, an e-learning talent go look at, at at the commercial stuff um you know it's if you're an audiobook talent go look at the the non-broadcast narration because there are a lot of synergies there um go to stuff that may not be as familiar to you and and, and learn the things you don't know and that's that's what the, and look at the end of the day one thing we're really happy that we were able to do um and i've been a little cagey about it because we were trying to get make sure we got a quote from the AV company before we promised things we couldn't uh, guarantee. But we're very happy to be able to offer that full video replay I talked about to anybody who has paid for any kind of a, of a registration at VO Atlanta. That comes with it now. Uh, and that's included. Um, you know, the only nice. people who actually have to pay for that separately are people who are not coming to the conference and just want to have that. So uh, you're not going to miss anything. You're going to be, you know, the X session's okay. You know, you can't go to all those. But at the end of the day, the rest of the content's going to be available to you. So the stuff that's really important, you hit that in person, watch the rest later. There you All go. right, fair enough. Any other tips for like the post conference part of it? <laughs> Hydrate. Besides, sleep. you know, lobster tails um, and yeah. You know. No, I, I get get your rest. You know, get, get, I, and I understand everybody's circumstances are different. If you can give yourself till the Monday, 
do it. <laughs> you know, sleep sleep over on the on the on the Sunday night at the hotel or or wherever you were staying, and uh, if you can go on the Monday, you know, just give yourself the chance to come down from it a little bit because your mind it will blow your mind. Your mind's you know, I, I remember <laughs> the first time I went to Vio Atlanta, and I was like, you know, two reactions: oh my god, and then oh my god, my people. You know, it's there it is. It's there's my tribe. Yeah, it's, and like, it's, it's weird, it's, like there's the celebrity side of it, wanting to like, oh my god, cool, like I'll get to meet some of these people or see them in person, right? Because there's like the fanboy side of it. Mm-hmm. Then there's also like the social side of it, where like Emma, Emma, I feel like I've known you forever, yeah. but we've never actually met in person. I know we've spoken hundreds of times. Yep. And you know, so there's that social aspect, and then it's like, well, I really want to get there to further my career and m- take advantage of that side of it, like. Yeah. Uh, but a lot, and a lot of magic really happens. A lot of magic happens in hallways and lobbies. It really does. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. A lot of magic. Wait, look, we, we hire oh, like the office other. Christmas parties. Okay. Yeah, we hire, look, we hire, <laughs> we hire each other all the time. The sure. more friends you have in this business, the more work you book period. Yeah. You yeah. know, so that's, I'm so, you know, I'm so glad we're kind of on the tail end of all this stuff we've been going through and that these are now back in their, you know, back in their original form and we can do this again because right. at the end of the day, you know, the, the circles of people who send me work outside of the, the representation I have are people I've met at these conferences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I kept getting told for years by uh, many of my mentors and coaches. So I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, by the way, J. Michael, thank you so much for I emailed through the uh, VO Atlanta website. I got a response back within like an hour explaining or answering my question. So thank you awesome. for that. That's really cool. My pleasure. That's great. Thanks for, thanks for being a an attendee. D. I appreciate it. Thanks for being with Looking us. D. Do, uh, J. Michael, do we have time for one last quick question? Yeah, you got about this, this All right. We got Terry that's up on, who's up on stage. Uh, Terry, you're going to be our last question of the night. All right. Let me bring it on home. Hey, everybody. Hey. Hi. What's your question for JMC? Hey, Terry. What's up, man? Hey. Uh, here's my question. So I am coming up on my first year of, of my first full year of voiceover and we're rounding into tax time. Do <laughs> uh, you have any advice for somebody like me who's doing this for the first time? And are there little, any little secrets that you just like slide my way? <laughs> oh, <out here? laughs> I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to say my first reaction, which was, which was uh, vulgar. Um, but, uh, <laughs> uh, Look, first of all, I'm not a tax advisor, um, and uh, far be it for me to give tax advice. Um, that is something you should absolutely seek out a professional for. I use Washington, D.C. lawyers for that for a good reason. Um, all that being said, uh, the smartest thing you can do as a talent, first off with taxes, put a third of your income to the side. Don't touch it, okay? That's just, just over there, you know, and you may owe a little bit more you may get something back but just put it over there put it over there don't touch it uh you know and and also the other thing i will say is report everything um be rigorous don't cheat don't don't screw around it's not worth it Mm -hmm. um you know i have had uh talent friends uh very good talent friends who just you know lost track of it and you know didn't really think of it like a business and the next thing you know they're getting a five-figure bill from the irs yeah you know it's uh and and, and they're lucky it's not worse than that but that's you know it's at um play a straight game uh it is not worth screwing around with that um you know, do it right. Report everything you make, even if they pay you in cash, uh, because it's just not worth the hassle. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Very, very well nice. said. You. you bet, man. That's great. And work yeah. with a pro. I'll leave you with that. Also, hire a professional. It yes. doesn't. It doesn't have to be a fortune. Okay. Get somebody to do it for you because you will screw something up. Yeah. It's it's one of the, I think it's one of those things that's probably the easiest to outsource for us as talent. It's one and probably should be one of the first things. But um, great, yeah, let's finish on the topic of taxes. <laughs> Rounding <laughs> it up for the evening. AI and end with taxes. Next thing you know, the robots are going to make us pay taxes, and that's that's where we're. That's just where this is going. It's only you heard it's, it here yeah. first, kids. I'm heard surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thank you again so much, uh, J. Michael, for, for being with us. Awesome. My pleasure, Mike. Emma, thank you guys so much. It's a great great show. Thank you. Thank you, thank you thank so you much. Thank you for being here. Thank you for such an incredible, incredible show. Um, 
If you don't know who we're talking to tonight, it's J. Michael Collins of JMC Demos or J. Michael, J. Michael Collins. Look him up online if you're not connected with this fine gentleman. Get yourself connected. If you're coming to VO Atlanta, come and say hello to all of us because we will be there. I think Mike's going. Are you going? I'm going. James is going to be there. It's going to be <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Lots of opportunities to connect, most definitely. Um, so thanks again to JMC. We will be back uh, next week, 7.30 p.m. Eastern, 4.30 p.m. Pacific, with a Valentine's Day special roundtable that we will be talking all about gratitude. Um, so many great stories that, that we have to share and that I'm sure you have to share. So please join us next week uh, with your, your stories. You know, think, think of somebody who who helped you out in your career or, you know, uh, uh, just somebody you're, you're grateful uh, to have connected with or just different things like that. Those are the stories we want to talk about next week on the roundtable. Uh, so we'll hear you then. Uh, and until then, thank you all again so much and take care. Thanks, James. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. So much. Take care. Have a great night.